Good afternoon, boys and girls. They and them and everybody in between on 97 Genders. How y'all doing today? Uh, this is our first podcast at thesaucerers.com. Uh, today we're talking about social capital, man. A lot of people a lot of people kind of talk about this in a loose, loose kind of way. They don't really get into like the, uh, how do you say? They don't really dive deep. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to dive a little deeper than we're used to. So today, social capital networking like a boss, like a boss. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we live in a world where everyone is reaching for fame. How do you navigate through the static to find your lane? How do you know who to trust, who's going to be in for the long haul? When things get tough, the tough get going. You feel me? So who will tough it out and go with you? How do you find your tribe? The missing pieces of your soul's puzzle. People who will understand and ultimately compliment your weirdness. Uh, there is more to networking than just schmoozing up to uh, the people that you think you can gain some exposure to or resources from. It's about finding like-minded people and working together to achieve a big goal. And it's about finding people who you can make laugh and make you laugh. Finding people who complement your strengths and weaknesses with theirs and so much more. Life is complex and so is orchestrating the ultimate entourage. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Uh, step number one, know yourself like your boss would. I'm not talking about like, yeah, it's me. My name is Ralph and I blah, blah, blah. My favorite color is green and I went to such and such a high school and I like this type of girl. I'm talking about know yourself like your boss would. Your boss knows when you're getting tired, when you're when you're not, when your head's not in the game. This is super beneficial to anybody doing any kind of endeavor anywhere in the world. Um and what I mean by that is like really, really get to know yourself. Like what drives you? Pain? Is it fear? Is it love? Uh, this is definitely phase one. In the book, The Way of the Superior Man, uh, David Data talks about the stage of seclusion necessary for a human to find himself. And I think that, honestly, like, that goes so hard. That slaps for days. Like, I can't, I can't stress enough how important that is. We live in a world where, like, there's non-stop commotion, there's non-stop noise, there's non-stop distraction. And like the only time we get to ourselves is being in the shower or when we're sleeping. You feel me? So I like to I like to drive, right? And I know when you when you drive, your all the your neurons in your brain are on fire and everything is going like super, 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 super hyper fast and it, you can't really like meditate or blah 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 but i like to try to i like to push myself and then when I, I when i'm driving to work i like to find some weird old park off on the side and then just kick it you know what i mean just like appreciate the sunset get a higher perspective i like i like to get up in the hills and look at like the highway because when, when you're on the highway it's super easy to get right into your ego Super easy to get into road rage and me, 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 and I need to get to work. Blah, 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 and get into that kind of mind state, you feel me? But 
I don't know, man. You just get up in the woods and, and you look down and it's like, they they all look like micro machines and you realize it's not really that bad, man. So let me keep it pushing. Let's let's keep it moving. Um, so another thing, you know, I, I I I I harp on it a lot, but I feel like it's necessary too, man. People get a lot of woo woo about this, but really, meditation, man, meditation is almost necessary for step one. I, I know it seems new agey and woo woo, but it's it's very easy and it's great to do. You can read this article on the benefits. Um, I use a couple of different apps. I use Aware and I use, uh, what's the other one? The one with the English guy. What's that nigga name? Uh, I don't know. You can find a link in the article. But um, here's why it's beneficial. When you know yourself fully, right? After all the meditating and you find out what drives you, what, what you're actually running from or running towards, what makes you tick, what is really important to you, what your core beliefs are, it makes it simple to find people with the same core beliefs. You can just look at that guy walking his dog down the street. You can say some retarded joke, you know, or some movie reference or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, ha, this guy gets it. And he's like, ha, my nigga, what's up, though? And click. As opposed to just doing it to everybody. You feel me? Like, if you do it to everybody, you're just going to be a weirdo. Or you're going to be a creep. But when you get to know yourself, you can see that in other people and other people get to see that in you because you're not hiding it as much. And so you just you build a lot of rapport a lot faster than you would normally. And you get to weed out all the people that don't kind of fit into your tribe a lot faster without, you know, like, let's take speed dating for an example. Like, you don't have to go through like an interview process and, and do all these weird old things and have awkward conversations with a bunch, a bunch of people and waste a bunch of time out of your life because you are never going to get that time back. You feel me? So it's super important to like know yourself as much as you can. You need like your parents think they know you like you. You remember being a kid and your parents would think that you were lying and they would slap the shit out of you because they thought you were lying. And you weren't lying and you couldn't you couldn't defend yourself. And they're like, I know you better than you know yourself, man. It's all a mind game. Your parents don't know you. They're so caught up in their own mess. They have no idea what's going on. So it's, it's super important for you to not only get to know yourself, but like dissolve all of those other things that people are putting on to you. Because it's, 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 you know, everybody's going to socially condition you. They're going to make it easier for their life by molding you into something that is easier to control to, to work how do I word this? They want to mold you to make you easier to do, I guess, their bidding and not like a maniacal type of way. But I mean, just think about it. That's humans. What we that's what we do. We like to automate. I mean, we create AI. We have apps for everything. And that's that's just what we do. It's social conditioning. So it's important that you get to know who you are and not what everybody thinks you are, if that makes any sense. Moving on. So. This is also like one on one marketing. This is marketing one on one. And often it is the most overlooked thing. In basic marketing. 
Oftentimes it's not, but I mean, a lot of times it is. And that's how Google, Amazon, and Facebook make zillions of dollars. They know and sometimes can predict your behavior before you can. Having said that, knowing your weaknesses and strengths can help narrow down your, your quote-unquote search results. Uh, knowing your Myers big profile can help you figure out where and how you can make relationships. Let's say, suppose you are an introvert, right? So you probably don't want to try and pass off your business card to a bunch of people at Coachella. Your entire aura reads like, I'm very uncomfortable in this situation. I don't want to be here. I don't usually do this. Not my gig, right? Not a good look. Are you a rough around the edges, dark humor, metalhead kind of person? Then you probably don't want to be at that stuffy wine mixer. You feel me? Do you want to be remembered as that really arrogant body character who dressed up like a member of the heroin junkies supergroup? Probably not. Or maybe. I mean, maybe that's your shtick, man. Good thing you read this then. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, in this article, I have a bunch of books, you know, to help you along your way, figuring out who you are, how to network, how to do marketing and personal develop development. You can you can check them out here. Um, if you do, affiliate disclosure, we will get a small compensation if you decide to purchase anything. You're not obligated to do so, but considering we give you all this value for free, uh, it helps keep this whole thing running so we can continue to do that for y'all. So thank you in advance or thank you not in advance anyway. Moving on, number two, man, get a better understanding of communication like in itself, quote unquote talk like a boss you feel me not just talking you know they say spoken language is only seven percent of the language so where is the other 93 well for one body language is a huge factor of your being presence that je ne sais quoi you walk in a room and they just feel that somebody like somebody powerful has just entered 64 of of that 93%, I would say 55 goes to body language. So when you walk in a room, are you slouching? Are you walking with confidence? Or are you dragging your feet like you have some house slippers, making weird facial expressions, touching people in an uncalibrated way? Um, if the last one was you and you think that you're confident, you're probably not. Hope is not lost, but you're more arrogant and just unaware than you are confident and people probably think you're a bum bro just keeping it true so it's a very thin line but i personally studied a lot of gesturing swagger and a lot of other body language factors working doors i did door-to-door -door sales so you got to have this weird balance of um like i'm sure and confident in everything that i do but I'm also not here to kick in your door, uh, tie you up and rob you. You feel me? So it, it's a very, very, very thin line and it, it, it's hard to navigate. So the more the more you can do to set yourself up to the next level, the better. Even if you're not into any sales gig, it'll help you out like walking into the club, uh, walking into a restaurant, getting a table, walking into a gas station walking through the hood at night you feel me um i got some links for that too if you want to read some more articles we got we got a bunch of tips and tricks on that some hacks and so out of that equation another 38 percent goes to vocal tonality 
So speak like a boss. Believe it or not, the way that you talk affects one third of the outcomes in your life, not just your mannerisms, your accent or vernacular, also the tone that you use, your volume, and the way that you gesture and express emotions through your face. I won't get, go into extreme depth here, but if you want to read more about that, I also have links about that. But just think about it, man. Like, the camera's on when you step out the door. You are the character. You are the, you are the, the main character and the director in, in your movie. That's what life is. Life is a game, and the game is a movie, and in the movie, you are the star. So you need to present yourself like that. You need to dress like that. You need to talk like that. You need to walk like that. You need to act like that. You feel me? And so let's break it down. Like right now, I'll, I'll keep it simple. I'll break it down into five categories. So here are the basics. I would say one, tonality. The way that you speak. That means your inflections. So you could be breaking rapport or seeking rapport or neutral rapport. And we'll, we won't go into depth here, but you get the basics of it. One, you have a commanding tone. Like, hey, I'm the boss. Where, where is that assignment I asked you for? Or, you know, seeking rapport is, is, is usually what girls do. Telemarketers, people that ain't really sure themselves. They, everything kind of goes up at the end. Like you're asking a question. Uh, reference that family guy episode that was hilarious so he goes into that anyways number two volume how loud you speak how loud do you speak are you are you shy are you trying to tell a secret are you uh overly loud you want to be noticed you walk down the street everybody needs to listen to you the volume of your voice has a huge impact on everything that you do everything that happens around you believe it or not you are the cause and the effect of everything around you, man. It's so powerful. Once you get to once you get to to the understanding of this stuff, and it all makes sense to you. Number three, timbre. That's the color of your voice. The color of your pitch. I don't know if you heard the difference in in the resonance and in the vibration from how I was talking before to how I am now. Definitely different vibration, definitely different timbre. And you you are you are the cause and the effect of that. You can talk as high or as low uh, as you're comfortable with, and it will have an effect on re on the results that you are trying to achieve. Number four, story. Assertiveness, cadence, and expression. Do you talk like monotone and you're very boring and I was walking down the street today and I came across a guy. You know what I'm saying? That Eeyore? You wanna sound like Eeyore? You wanna sound like like a president. What we need to do today is focus. Not only was that volume, not only was that timbre, but it was also assertiveness if you pay attention to it. it just sounded the last one sounded more confident. Do you wanna be the guy from the 300? Or do you want to be Eeyore? It's all up to you, man. Figure it out. And so I guess the last one. Um, Well, before we get into the last one, let's get into cadence. That one is kind of huge, and I, I don't want to overlook it. 
I don't want to speak too much on it, but if you're paying attention, I do a lot of uh, pauses and I do a lot of pick it up, bring it back down, change the speed of your voice. Don't just talk at the same at the same speed. Don't like you're like you're reading out of a book and you don't know what the words are, or what they mean or what they're supposed to convey. Move it around, man. Like listen to listen to rap these days. Rap these days mostly it's the same thing, but there's usually a verse 1 and a verse 2. And a lot of times they do that because the bridging the gap between so verse 1 is their intro, right? And then verse 2 is like here's the point, but it's also kind of a bridge that leads into the feature most of the time. And then the feature will come in and it will be a different cadence. So if you take verse one and then the feature, which is verse three, and put them side by side, it would be super awkward and it wouldn't make sense. So they have a verse one and a verse two, and the verse two is kind of like, it's the summit and a bridge at the same time. So it's the whole peak of the mountain. So it's like, if you look at a triangle, you look at a mountain, verse one is like the left side going up. Verse two is the right side coming down, you feel me? And then the third one is, you know, is is the feature or double chorus sometimes. So you wanna you wanna move it around, you wanna switch it up. You don't wanna have the same repetitiveness every single sentence. You wanna sometimes you wanna talk fast and you wanna pay attention to how other people are reacting too. Like do they seem like they're getting bored or are they in a hurry? You wanna you wanna mirror their energy too. And so if they're in a hurry, if they, you know, some, some, some cats are like, I don't like jokes. What is the point? Uh, let's, let's keep it pushing. I got a lot of sh to do. Um, so then you would talk a little bit faster. You would get to the point, kind of skip, give them a, a rough summary and keep it pushing. And if they got all day, if they like to jig jive and, and jump around, then meet them there, man. And slow down a little bit, kind of jive with them laugh you know maybe even bring up the pitch a little bit you know because it, it 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 sometimes it's fun sometimes it's serious so moving around that's that's the cadence that's the pitch that's the timbre that's all of the things that you need to know in one paragraph and again we got we got more links keep on keep on checking it out uh think of these things like the symbol for the Olympics, right? They're like five circles intertwined. You know, uh, red one, green one, blue one, uh, yellow one, and uh, purple one. And they're not right next to each other. They're kind of intertwined. They're all they're they're not all connected like a circle. But one of them is touching the other one. The other one is touching the other one. The other one is touching the other one. The other one is touching the other one. So in a way, they're still all interconnected. And that's how you want to kind of see these these five different things. They all work in tangent. They all work. You can work on them separately. You feel me? You could take them off the chain and polish one, put it back on the chain, come back another day and polish the purple one and polish the purple one and the, and the green one in the same day and work on two at a time or three at a time. You can even work at five at the time, but they're all connected. They all work tangentically together. Tan tangentic. I don't even know if that's a real word, bro. I don't even know if that's a real word. Anyways, but they all bleed and mix into each other, you know, just like in your mixing board. Track one, track two, track three, track four, nine, 12, 15, all of your, uh, your bus tracks, 
all of that stuff. They all work together, man, in the mix. It's about mixing. You got to make sure all them levels are right. You, not everything has to be on 12. You feel me? So, when you have all of those things mastered, man, look out. There's a boss coming through. You feel me? Get out the way. You feel me? I ain't got no time for games. I've been honing my skills. Like, seriously. You, seriously, take an average, take an average motherfucker, put him on the phone up to somebody who has been running a podcast or, you know, took political science or, like, speaking in front of crowds. Give them the same speech. And the first dude is not going to get very many results. And the second dude is going to get nothing but results. Like, it's that serious. I, I would I would say take take a good three to six months out of your life and and just focus on this, man. This is huge. This is... 38% doesn't sound like much, right? Out of, out of the whole piece of buy, 38% does not sound like much out of 100. But it's still a third, bro. That's rent. That's... If you have two kids, that's child support. You feel me? Like, it's kind of a lot, man. And you mix that in with with a good swagger and a good, the way that you hold yourself, a good body language, and that's, you know, that's two-thirds of the pie, man, even more. It's like four-fifths of the pie. And so the last little sliver of that pie, you know, the last 7%, is the words we use. And I, I don't mean the band. That's a good band. You should check them out. The words we use. Um, But... I don't know if you read my post on stay control, but you probably remember me talking about the way that we use language. Believe it or not, the words that we use start to define our reality. So when you speak or you hear someone speak, your brain starts like it starts a game of word association. You you, you ever play that game? Whether you believe it or you don't, it's facts, man. Um, I got a link about that, too. If you read if you read my last post, there's a there's a go to is all in blue. It's called the words that you use. So back then I talked about it. Um, instead of saying bad, you could say less effective, because the word bad kind of triggers a whole bunch of thought loops. So anytime somebody said bad or associated something with shame, it brings you down that that path and then it starts a cycle and I'm swinging my finger right now because it's a it's a cycle and you can either have an upward cycle or a downward cycle it's all up to you and believe it or not this is only eight percent of language but it's like it's probably like 90 percent of what's going on in your brain just the words that you use It's crazy. So, yeah, if you want to read more about that, I got links up and down and left and right, man. So there you have it. That's the basics of communications. Let's keep it pushing. I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be too long. I know people get antsy when they're sitting in that Bay Area traffic. You feel me? So number three, do your best to make sure you look and you feel good. Feel like a boss. Here's some ways you can do this. One, dressing your best. Two, smelling great. Three, 
balance your uh your caffeine and your diet. Trust me. This is this is this is crucial. A lot of people they wake up, they can't wake up. They did some bad stuff the night before. Um they was doing too much, you feel me? So they run running late for work. They got to speed everything up. They got to try to make their mind work. And they skip their morning routine and they get right into the caffeine. And then you overdo the caffeine. And a lot of these niggas, even myself, I was doing Adderall because I had ADHD. You don't actually need Adderall, man. We'll get into that in a whole different scenario. But So, yeah, nutrition, <laughs> nutrition and diet and caffeine levels are up there, up there on the scale to how you feel. Uh, even sugar, like you get a sugar rush, you feel out good, and then uh, your insulin kicks in, and then you know your energy starts to go back down. What do you call that? We get hypoglycemic, you know, and your your body starts to shut a couple of things down. Pancreas starts acting up. You feel me? And then you you feel like, oh, I'm tired. I need another boost. And then you hit it with the caffeine, and it's three o'clock in the afternoon, and then by nine o'clock. You ain't feeling right. You can't sleep. So then maybe you hit it with some weed or some alcohol or mix it too or hit it with some zannies. And it's, and you put the bottom of the circle with the top of the circle. And then in the morning, you hit the caffeine. And then night, you hit the Xanax. In the morning, you hit the caffeine. And then the night, you hit the Xanax. And it's a vicious cycle. And so balancing that is huge. Uh, that, has, that has an effect on how you feel about yourself, how you think, all of those other ones that we was talking about. And, uh, has a huge effect on business, believe it or not. And uh, the next one we're going to get into, being organized. Being organized is huge. Everybody gets busy. Everybody's trying to automate. Everybody has too many fake friends and too many things going on. Baby mamas, uh, child support, you feel me? But wh whatever you're doing, if you're selling beats, if you're just getting started, if you're if you're trying to figure out how to how to record, if you're trying to figure out... Um, how to mix and master anything you can do to automate anything you can do to help keep you organized I wouldn't recommend post-it notes I used to but then I saw I saw a bunch of other people do it and it's just like super sloppy and it's very very wasteful and we do love them trees we can't do that like I get it at first but when you got like you know you got yellow ones and orange ones and purple ones and red ones and green ones and they all over your monitor and they all over like your doorway and all over your cabinets like bruh <laughs> voice memos and then delete your voice memos so yeah stay organized um if you got a bunch of appointments if you got a bunch of different beat ideas try to automate it as much as you can try to find an app or a consultant or i don't know journals, diaries, daily planners, calendars, whatever you got to do, stay as organized as you can because you want to have as much. So think think of your brain like a com computer, right? And so if you're spending all, all of this, this RAM on what you got to do and who's numbered and blah, 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 like you're wasting 90% of your mental power and then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm finna go make a beat or I'm gonna get in the booth and I'm gonna write this verse and then you're like uh my brain's tired uh i got writer's block you don't actually have writer's block you're just exhausted so anything you can do to organize and and, and make your life easier will help 
And if you have kids, trust me, you'll make your life easier and them. And then you'll have more more quality time. And the, and the quality time that you spend together, it will be happy. So it's good for everybody. It's good for all of us. It's good for the whole family. And so the next one I would say would be understanding social cues. This is huge. I'm not going to get too big into it, but trust me. Making sure you feel good, making sure you look good, understanding social cues. Think about this. So it's not just you have an interaction with another person, right? You're going to shoot your shot with this girl. Uh, via in person, via on Instagram. But how does that look in public? How do other, like, you're in a club, you're in a grocery store, there's 900 people around you, 1,000 people around you. How does it look to everybody else? Even if you shoot your shot and you break, you feel me? How does it appear to everybody else? So crucial. So crucial. I cannot stress that enough. And not, not only just egotistically but i'm just saying understanding other people helps them feel better and it helps you feel better and then it's like the upward the upward cycle everybody feels good you are the cause and the effect of everything around you cannot stress that enough and then the next one controlling your state i mean it kind of goes hand in hand with everything else but you can't let when you're out in the field or you're in the studio or blah, 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 you can't let, you know, the stress from bills or, or baby mama drama or worrying about people coming to get you or whatever you're worried about. You can't let that control your mind or, you know, that goes hand in hand with being organized, too. If you're unorganized, you're going to be in a bad state most of the time because you're always spending your mental, your mental your spirit your spiritual and and your physical energy like not being present at whatever it is that you're doing at that state and time. And so meditation again, I can't stress it enough. Meditation again is good for that. And then uh the last one before we move on, getting warmed up. Whether that be if you play an instrument, you know warm-ups are good. Obviously, you don't want to be uh Okay, we made it. I'm in the band. I'm playing with all my uh, my idols. This is the moment I've been waiting for. I'm excited. The crowd is like, <sighs> and I'm getting up on stage, and then I just blast on into a to a crazy ass solo. I didn't even warm up, and then I get a finger cramp, and I fuck up. I mess up the whole everything that I've been working my entire life for. I just screwed it all up. And there's 100,000 people in the crowd with their cameras on looking at me and I look like a fool. So getting warmed up, whether that means your fingers, whether that means your voice. Like for me, I don't do a lot of talking uh, halfway through the day because I lost my voice so much. I'm kind of like, it's something that I'm working on. But during the day, I go door to door. You know, I'm talking to people. Then I got to make phone calls and book appointments. And then I got to give... Bruh, if you saw my DMs and my Instagram and my Facebook and everything, I'm running around giving everybody advice. I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to hook up deals. I'm trying to 
teach people how to do this and do that. So then, like, around 9 o'clock, I really don't say much, and I get kind of heated when people are still trying to force me to talk when it's that late at night. If I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk. I rest. But if I do want to talk, I warm up. I do ridiculous stuff. You know, you're sitting in that Bay Area traffic. You got nothing but time to be sitting there making weird noises, um, touching in with with random people, crushing two birds with one stone. Um, I I wouldn't say do anything crucial until after you're warmed up. And um, also, another thing that I heard, I can't remember who I heard this from, but it was somebody super successful. Maybe it was a... it was Bezos. That's who said it. He like all of his important deals he would do be- before 10 a.m. or something like that. Cause um, otherwise, I got a link on this too about the my theory on the brain fatigues. There's like five different brain fatigues, but if you start getting in heavy into business, you want to get all the important stuff out of the way early in the day because more and more and more decisions you make throughout the day is more and more tax you put on that that ram in your brain you feel me so you don't want to be pushing it pushing it pushing it until midnight and you're all exhausted and you make the wrong decision so cooling down and warming up warming up is huge so that way you look like a boss and so by you know dressing your best smelling your best feeling your best doing whatever you can do no matter if you if you feel like you don't have control over anything in your life um at least you made your bed when you woke up. At least you have that. Even if you have a really crappy day, at least you made your bed. Uh I mean, you look more professional, you look more approachable, you look majestic. I mean, it just it helps you feel better and when you feel great, you help everybody around you feel good. And that makes you feel good and then it makes them feel good and then it makes you feel good. It's a cycle. And whether it's an upward cycle or a downward cycle, it is one. And you affect everything around you and everything you touch. And I got a I got a bonus here of some of our favorite Bay Area barbers. You should check this out. We go all the way from Sac, we go to, to, to Monterey. Monterey is where I grew up. So I got to put a shout out that way. Um... They got they got a bunch of products. I'm I'm not gonna put them on the site. I'm not gonna make no money, but I'll point you in that right direction. Check them out. Check them out, man. I'm getting a bunch of notifications. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. All right. So number four. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Number four. Discipline yourself. <laughs> So don't be on a podcast looking at your notifications. You have to behave like a boss. And so I just kind of briefly touched on the, on the warm-ups and the cool-downs, but morning rituals, like I said, making your bed are a must. I don't care if you have three. I don't care if you have... I don't care if... People will die if they stand in your way of having your 20 fucking 20 series morning rituals. They are a must. They are a must. I cannot stress that enough. They're not only for your personal well-being, but I mean, it translates to everything else you do in your life. 
If you don't have morning ritual, you don't have success. I, let let me let me take a step back. Okay, if you don't have some kind of a ritual, whether it be in the morning or before you go to bed or when you get to work or how you do something, it affects everything else in your life. And if you do have morning rituals, it sets you up for success for the rest of the day. And that will translate into more success in the rest of your life. You feel me? Even the little simple act of making your bed is one of the most crucial things you will ever do in your life. I'm serious. They write books on this stuff, man. There's like, there's at least 30 books about making your bed. Dead serious. David Goggins, one of my mentors. Um, Who else? Admiral William McRaven has a book. Make your bed. And it's one of the chapters in in the uh what's his name? Clinical psycho psychiatrist Jordan Peterson's book, Twelve Rules for Life. Uh I think it's chapter six. He says to make your room in perfect order before you judge the world. He's one of my mentors. Uh what was uh, there's so many books, I can't stress this enough. But besides making a bit the first couple of things you do when you wake up will carry a huge impact on the rest of your day. Swear to God, man. Have you ever had a bad morning and then everything seems to snowball out of control, leaving you wishing that you were at home back underneath that warm blankie? I know I have, man. Not too long ago, I was uh, I woke up late for work, right? I hate being late. I hate it so much. Nothing irks me more than being late. But anyways, so I was pissed, right? I'm grumbling. I'm fumbling around. I'm trying to get dressed. I'm like, trying to put my socks on. I'm hopping. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, like, put one shoe on the left, put one sock on the right, trying to make up time. And I stubbed my freaking toe, man. I, ooh, I stubbed it hella bad. I started bleeding all over the place. Started to take the sock off. <laughs> I was like, I was so heated. Started to stumble over to the bathroom and find band-aids clean up and then i had to clean up the the blood trail on the way back to the bed and i got to the bed and i was like i should make the bed but i was like ah i'm running late and i'm like ah, ah. so i skipped the shower i'm trying to save up time i'm like screw it i ain't gonna make that bed i'm running late so i bail out the door and get in the car boop, boop, and i unlock it um and then i'm putting the car in the ignition and my alarm is going off on my phone. I'm like, oh, now my alarm wants to work. And I'm getting madder and madder and madder, right? <laughs> I start kind of like, I start kind of giggling with, I'm like, ah, whatever, I'm mad. So then I, skirt, skirt, and I'm bailing out of the, <laughs> bailing out of the parking spot and going down the road, right? I'm like, oh, I forgot to get gas. So then I pull up to the, uh, pull up to the gas station, get up to the pump. Ah, I don't have my car, man. So I got to floor it back to the cribbo and get my car or get my, excuse me, I get my wallet, get back into the car. But wait, I get up. Oh, man. So my my car is like a block away from the cribbo, right? So, so it's uphill to run to the car. So then uh, I get back into the car, turn the keys on. The light goes off. Forget that I forget my wallet, and I go, I 
bail back to the house, right? And so I'm all pissed off about this bed and I look at it for I don't know I don't know what it was for some reason. But I get I get back out to the car, drive, I get down the block, forget something else, I come back to the house, but instead of parking the car and running running the block to get back to the cribbo, I just smashed on it in reverse, right? We live uh like the left house at the bottom of the cul-de-sac. So I'm stabbing all in the reverse and I and I whip it hella fast, right? Like reverse 180, pull up into the driveway like a boss, and I'm pissed off. My toe is throbbing as I'm jogging in. And I'm fumbling around with the keys trying to get them in the door. I think I forgot my badge or something for work. But yeah, so then I scared. Stab out again. Get back on the road. I finally, you know, I get to the gas station. Now it's, you know, starting to get close on 9 o'clock. Everybody's getting ready to uh, do their 9 to 5. So it's waiting in line to get to a pump. Finally get to a pump, you know, get gas. I'm like, ah, okay. Get out, pull out on San Pablo, get up to the, uh, to get onto the 80, man. And, you know, the, the meter lights is flicking. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, uh, should have made that bed. And so I pull off of the, the next exit and get on San Pablo. And I hit every friggin' red light. Like, I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening. I'm living right now. I'm like, stabbing on the horn and, cutting people off and being all erratic so I take a couple of breaths and then I'm like I should have just made that stupid bed bro so yeah that's it man morning rituals make your freaking bed and get gas before you go home one less thing to worry about the next morning man and don't buy beds with metal casters don't do that if something ever happens to you you feel me you stub your toe <laughs> And you bleed all over the place. And you waste 20 minutes trying to clean it up and get band-aids and all that. And so anything, anything and everything that you can do to set yourself up for success, do it. And anything and everything that you can do to avoid, like, negative outcomes and stuff and stress, do it. Or don't do it. I mean, and then don't. Or not do that every single day. You want to have the most of your life automated. Like the every as many aspects of your life as you can, have them automated within reason, obviously. Like you don't want to just automate all of your business stuff to some guy who says he's really good and just embezzles money from your company or whatever. But stupid little things bunch of emails you don't want to worry about stupid little things automated skip the post and notes go straight to the next level keep it moving you got better stuff to do you want to have as much room for inspiration as you can and you want to have as much room so you have time to to focus on your growth as you can so imperative and it's not only imperative success it's imperative to survival you feel me and so keep it moving sorry i kind of went into one um you want to you want to start so you you want to have as little decisions made so you want to you want to excuse me you want to make it 
So you have to make as little decisions as possible before you get to the ones that count. Does that make sense? So like I said with that that Jeff Bezos thing in the beginning, you don't want to be making a bunch of decisions all day and then finally that dude calls you back and it's midnight and you're all like groggy and half in the bag and tired and your brain is exhausted and then say or do something stupid or make a wrong decision or make some kind of impulse, impulsive decision and then wind up making a wrong one. So you want to set yourself up for success anywhere that you can. In like, These are like Legos. One Lego, you step on it, it hurts, but you'll get over it. But like a wall of Legos, it's kind of hard to, hard to get over. And I mean that as a pun, two, two ways. Um, and the second thing I, I, I would stress, you want to have like blinders to BS. And shout out to RSD Tyler for that one. He, 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 he had this big monologue about this one. I don't know if you know about the RSD folks. Check them out. But he said something about the older and older that he gets, the more and more like his blinders crack down. Any negativity, whoosh, nope. Any uh, bad decisions, whoosh, nope. Anything that isn't imperative to the situation at hand, whoosh, nope. You want to have blinders on to the BS. Thank you for that, Tyler. And, of course, I got a bunch of book recommendations. Check them out. Even if you don't buy anything, like, look them up on YouTube. If you broke, you're baller on a budget. You can get, the the like, a lot of the, the audio books on a lot of these books for free on YouTube. Uh, within reason... You don't want to be impinging on the copyrights, obviously, but there's a lot of ones that were written by people that, you know, it's it's past the uh, past the copyright. So moving on to number five. Oh, and if you don't have Kindle, you can get uh, what is it called? Audio audio books is free. There's a hell of books you can get for free. Look at this. There's there's uh there's a lot of winners and there's a lot of people that shouldn't even be <laughs> doing it, but I mean it is free. Check it out. So number five, be a boss. <clears throat> the days are over where we need to rely on a paycheck that comes two weeks after we already worked. You feel me? It's 2019, day three, January third. It's not 1950s. We're not working in factories, listening to the bell beep, tell us when to eat, tell us when to go home, tell us when we get paid. The time of working for someone else is coming to a close. These days, the mom and pop and pop-ups are popping up all over the place. It seems like everyone and their pops is opening their own business. So why not you? Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you don't have the skill. Well, that's funny because we're sharing it with you. All the secrets, all the tricks, and the lessons that we've ever learned our entire life. Our entire life. For free. No more excuses, man. Read every freaking blog. Study every book. Find some mentors. Study their habits, belief systems, and insights. Reverse engineer everything and be a friggin' success already. 2019 is yours. Never stop growing. 
And if you're not growing, you're dying. I always tell my students, it's my job to make you better than me. Just make sure whatever you do, you do it big. You do it like a boss. And be someone that you would want leading you. Go out there and get it before somebody else does. Thank you for listening. I'll uh, see you next week.